Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host of Crossroads Farm. Hello from Crossroads Farm, The Shed. Tonight we launched off our regular program um, here in Reading, Michigan, and we're so excited. And tonight we have three podcast guests, and they're going to introduce themselves. Uh, hi, I'm Austin Preston. I go to Quincy High School. I'm Coy Wood. I go to Quincy High School. I'm, their... I'm... I'm Nolan Knorr. I am their carousel leader. I went to Quincy High School, and now I go to Hillsdale College. All right, well, guys, we are so back. I'm, I have a feeling we're back. Uh, and what is your favorite thing about being back here at Crossroads? My favorite thing about being back in Crossroads is probably being able to being able to invite friends and just be able to see them every week. My favorite thing about being back is probably being able to see some of the people that I haven't seen in a while. My favorite thing was seeing Koi dress up in a Cupid outfit mm-hmm. today. Yes. Um, yeah. What was more fun, the Cupid shuffle or the three-legged kickball? I think the Cupid Shuffle. So we kind of just kicked off our new series here at The Shed and at Crossroads Farm this year. And what is that series? The Way. What is it about? The Way We Should Live for Christ. Yeah. Good job. And so we'll be exploring some of the New Testament books, right? Mm-hmm. On that. Yes vertical head nod (laughs) and so tonight we start off with the first book right and so we're in matthew what did we talk about in matthew uh we talked about wait today or like oh shoot yeah so (laughs) today we talked about like sort of the like the way we need to live for god and like i guess what to do and what not to do I think we also talked about the difference in what Jesus told us to live by and how they were previously living and trying to serve God. Jack had a very fair, um, Jack had a really precise description of how the way was mm-hmm. a, is a revolution, how it was so different from the times then, and how Christianity is also so very different from kind of regular life um, around us and maybe in our friends' lives. Yeah, that's a good segue. So talking about revolution a little bit, if you could change one thing or be a revolutionary in your own life, what would it be? Probably being more open about like my faith and sort of talking about it more uh, so people can just hear what it's like, I guess. I would love to, to remember... Um like appointments or plans or like because i because the, the intention is there like i really like i want to see i want to see koi and austin all the time um and sometimes it's just i drop the ball completely and and miss a meet or or try to meet up with them after school and then just we don't actually make the plan um or every once in a while they just uh don't uh tell me when their things are that they are competing in bummer it was a pretty boring meet, I guess. 
All I did was medal. It was a pretty boring meet. Uh, I got the last medal, so it was pretty boring. So, <laughs> there are decades when nothing ever happens. And then there are days when decades happen, right? So, a lot of times that's caused by a revolutionary. Um, maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a movement. But who is somebody who has changed everything for you? Somebody who has been a revolutionary in your life? I would say... Steve Jobs would be one for me. I mean, he invented the iPhone, right? And so it's kind of crazy how technology has changed in our lifetimes. Um, and so he's definitely changed the way the world works and looks like. A big one for me would be Luke Marshall. Um, he's the, the new director down at the mine branch of Crossroads. Great plug for their branch. Um, you say boo? Yeah, miners <laughs> suck. Koya has bad spirits for uh, yeah. <laughs> can't even. Um, but but Luke is um, and was a a mentor during high school where I really wasn't as interested in crossroads or even my faith in some ways and he just opened his door um, to me and a good once a week. Um, before school, I would go over to his house for breakfast and we would just talk through um, different books of the Bible or different Bible studies that I was kind of the guinea pig of. Um, and he really, yeah, so he was a major leader um, that helped guide me into my my faith and what it is today. Yeah, at first I was going to ask if it had to be a famous person, but then super happy Nolan went. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say actually like, uh, when I first started coming to Crossroads, it was sort of Nolan and Jacob that were sort of like revolutionary for me because I sort of never went to a youth group or went to church a lot before I came here. For me, maybe Matt Davis. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, he's my youth pastor, so like he kind of got me into Crossroads and youth group and just a little more involved than I was before. What's something weird that mo- that... Matt has gotten you to do that you weren't planning to do, but ended up being um, good at the end of the day. Maybe uh, throat singing. <laughs> Further explain, please. Yeah. Or demonstration. Um, demonstration. 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 We're good. But, um, yeah, that's kind of different. Yeah, it's weird. Mongolian throat singing. Yeah. Homework for the listeners. Search it up. <laughs> fun <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who matt davis is he's everything that any youth pastor should be has the long hair the goofy personality uh, and just asks incredible questions i think if i were to make um to add on to austin's revolutionary revolutionizing of matt it was would be that he asks questions that are very deep and mm-hmm. kind of the questions that nobody else is asking right um and so that's kind of part of being a revolutionary right it's you have to be countercultural. You have to go in a different direction than the mainstream, right? And so kind of going off of Jack's earlier metaphor of taking either Jesus' way or the world's way, um, question here for us is, do you typically take the world's way or the Jesus way, and why? I think that most of the time I take the world's way. I think I'd rather, I would rather take Jesus' way, but it's a lot harder than it sounds. Mm. And... I don't know, maybe peer pressure is, it is a big reason why. It's easier. It's yeah, easier it's to easier. do the world's way, Yeah, for sure. 
I was going to say I normally follow the world's way, and then you sort of do something, and you're like, dang, I should have done the Jesus way and thought it out more and put more work into stuff. Yeah. I will say, I've, I've seen the two of you grow. Um, it has been really encouraging to see you two grow. And also, I mean, you're doing lead team this this year. You you were lowly middle school peasants last year, uh, and now and now you're stepping up into into a position of of kind of leadership and a bit more responsibility and as serious and as goofy as it is sometimes. So one of the things that's part of the Jesus way is turning the other cheek, right? Instead of looking for revenge, do you turn the other cheek or do you look for revenge? I think sometimes right when something happens, it's sort of just like, yeah, I want to get back at it. But then you sort of think about it and you spend some time dwelling on it, sort of with God too. And you're like, I shouldn't do anything. Like probably something's going wrong or something. Yeah. I think if I like do something immediately, it's definitely out of revenge. But if I think about it, I don't take out revenge quite as much maybe i remember watching austin i would always see you and another guy in the group eddie just going at it in sixth grade (laughs) one of you would like steal the other one's hat or like or like shove each other and then it just it just evolved or kind of descended into chaos and headlocks and throwing each other into walls and i mean it wasn't like (laughs) it was all like it wasn't it was uh, playful. Bad. Yeah, it's playful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until I came in seventh grade, and then the headlocks happened on me. <laughs> it wasn't bullying. It was just playful. <laughs> <laughs> just like when Isaac scarred me. <laughs> nah, nah. It's barely. I can barely see it. Yeah, it's not that bad. Well, you're right. It's a lot easier to understand that when it's someone that you know loves you, right? What happens yeah. when you run into someone who doesn't love you? It can be hard to love other people, right? So how do you love people who don't love you? By the grace of God and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's, it's about... That's all I got. That's my last defense. I think I normally turn to other people to sort of make me more level-headed and sort of think about things more before I act on what I'm thinking. I try to maybe just be kind to them, and then they'll think differently of me, maybe, or differently of me, maybe. So my last question for you guys then is, how can you be more like Jesus this week? I think sort of like a base thing is probably forgiving people that have like done wrong to you. Like mm-hmm. school, high school is pretty goofy when you get a uh, freshman year. So yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness is definitely a big part for this week and many to come. I think this week, especially this week because it's homecoming, um, I think maybe including some of the people or like trying to like interact with some people that maybe don't interact with a lot of people and kind of shy by themselves and strike a friendship with maybe them, with them maybe. And yeah, then eventually I can bring them here and they can learn about god yeah at the college we just finished our homecoming but you guys are just now getting into it mm-hmm. and and i appreciate that you're both here there was things going on at the school and i know you could have been there um that would have been fun in some ways but i also am really thankful that you guys you guys showed up that said 
homecoming is a time when people are either making poor decisions outside of school or in school or whether that be the things that they put in their bodies or the things they say or just the ways they even compete. I remember some of the competitions just got really competitive, like gross or just like people being absolute jerks about it. And I think that is that is something I can challenge you guys to and that I I think in in my past home in this last past homecoming week I I did less of the competing. I did a lot more behind behind the scenes things and that kind of removed the temptation to be over overly competitive. But I know you guys want to compete and I know you want to do well. So I I think the challenge is that you guys can give it your all and glorify God in that, but also be be set apart in the way that you celebrate or in the things that you say before and not and during and after um and in the the ways that you interact with people that's i can also always interact with with my residents at college and and hopefully with you guys in a way that honors god well you have been listening to another episode of the homegrown podcast of crossroads farm uh, a special thanks to nolan's carousel for being our guests this week um, and for the rest of you Ooh. listeners we'll see you next week bye no no barbershop quartet goodbye nothing read Two and bye. bye. Yes. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.